You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place the ghosts like to wander. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC, and with, with me, well, kind of with me, is co-host Kiki. How you doing over there, Kiki? About the same as I was last time we talked, which is I still hate everyone and everything. Well, that is, I mean, I guess, good. I'm, I'm a lot better than the last time we talked. I'm willing, you know what, Kiki? I'm willing to stay awake this whole episode. <laughs> that's 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 good. I'm glad because I was really concerned that I was gonna have to call up. I was gonna say Uber, but that's not Uber Eats. I could do I could do that and send some coffee over to like some Starbucks. Here's the issue: I don't drink coffee. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no coffee for this guy. Just energy drink. Oh, which are yeah. way worse for you, but they don't taste like coffee, which is why I enjoy. It. You've got a brand new mic. I do have a brand new mic, and hopefully, you guys can hear a huge difference already in the fact that, um, yay, no more using a phone. <laughs> yes, the phone. the The days of the phone are over. You know, just take them out of your wallet or wallet. Who stores a phone in your wallet? <laughs> I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> um, take them out of your pockets and just throw them in the nearest body of water. Phones are outdated, guys. Get rid of them. Oh, that's what I did. Threw it right in the river. So, yeah. Anything new with you, Kiki? Well, it's new. It's depressing, actually. Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> You're not scaring me with a little bit depressing. All right, guys. So you've probably heard us talk about Legends of Africa podcast a bit on here. We actually featured their promo a couple of times. They're one of my favorite podcasts out there. Fashira and Rashalia, they're sisters. And unfortunately, uh, we lost Rashalia the beginning of this month. And yeah, Garbage. so yeah, so um, you know, Thashira's doing well as far as as well as you can when you lose your sister, and she's going forward with the podcast, which we've been all behind her to do that because it's great. And you know, I think her sister's probably looking down and and saying, you know, just keep keep going, you know. So I just wanted to put that out there because. It is a podcast we recommend all the time, and I still still very much do recommend it right now. Maybe especially now, you know? Yeah, that's, that's rough. Uh, yeah. When you said a little bit depressing, I didn't know you meant actually depressing. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you, I think you missed it. And I sort of did as well. I listened to the latest episode, and I, I, I told her, I sent her a private message, and I was like, I, it almost sounded like your sister was taking a break. 
And it wasn't until I actually went back into the logs and I saw a tribute and I'm like, oh no. Anyway, guys, just please continue to support Legends of Africa. It, it would mean a lot to me because I thought they were both just wonderful human beings. And I know this year I would really appreciate the continued support right now. For sure. That's rough. That's that's never a good thing. God damn it. When Kiki says depressing, she was not <laughs> messing around. I am not messing. I'm sorry. I'm not messing around. Well, you know, it kind of prompted me to think about what um, what would I do if I lost you, man? I don't know. Well, the first thing to do if you lose me is to start calling my name. I usually do respond to that. Secondly, if after 24 hours you still can't find me, call uh, the police. And if they can't find me after three weeks, just know that I found Bigfoot and we are living in the wild together me bigfoot we have a we're raising some squonks together and we just we're loving life out in out in the the wilderness okay that's what's going to happen if you lose me because i'm never going to die kiki so there is no other form of loss for me yeah you've just gone out into the woods yeah with bigfoot with bigfoot and a herd of squonk i'll give them all like really nice names too like Cutie and Fluffy. I'll call him Fluffy. Oh, mm. and Sir Wrinkles. Oh, Sir Wrinkles is going to be my favorite. He'll be the leader of the squad. Or she. I don't know. Maybe Madame Wrinkles. I have zero plans if I lose you. If if Kiki, if Kiki's lost, the podcast is over. Just I'm not going to do this unless I can find someone else that's willing to do all of the work. <laughs> and let me take all of the credit yeah you're totally screwed <laughs> there's no one that would let me do that oh. anyway uh i'm gonna raise my gin and tonic to rishalia today okay so i there was there was that and um okay so now to get on to the real heavy topic of the day it's also pretty awful but anyway all right i'm gonna talk about a movie i just watched it's a new Netflix one, so it's kind of topical. Some in the darkness. I don't want to give too much away because I'm probably going to review it over on Gizmo's Corner with him. I think he calls them food after midnight episodes. Just call your episodes Gizmo's Corner. Try to be like us and like have little subtitles and little names for everything. Wait, we have subtitles for everything? I thought we were just mission spooky. I mean, for the episodes, dude. Have you? You didn't. Okay, you didn't even listen to the last episode where you found I sleep. haven't listened to the last two episodes. <laughs> We're going back to Jin and Regrets. So, uh... <laughs> which, which is still on the back burner as a possible t-shirt design, but we'll see. <laughs> hey, by the way, Cannibal Cows is currently winning. I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. <laughs> Some in the Darkness, it's on Netflix. Check it out. There's murder in it, so if you don't like murder, uh, maybe not watch it. It might not be for you, but if you enjoy watching murder, it might be for you. But it has to deal with the satanic panic in the 80s. It's oh. not a documentary. It is a horror movie. Well, quote unquote horror movie. I didn't think it was that scary. Actually, I didn't think it was scary at all. The one chick was using a boat, like like a boat propeller as a weapon. And I'm like, why? She was in a garage with a bunch of different tools. Hammers, 
screwdrivers, all kinds of wonderful equipment that's really light and just you can bash someone's face in or stab them a bunch of times or whatever you want to do, you know, like grab a couple things. And she just, she's like, hmm, boat propeller. It, it's mine. Gotta use it. I'm like, what the fuck? Because it's heavy. It's cumbersome. It's just huge. The blade's not that big. She hits somebody with it and it only kind of scratches and they're completely fine like three minutes, not even not even three minutes later. It was ridiculous. So dumb. But yeah, otherwise, the movie was really good. And I've been watching a lot of TV when I'm not at work because I'm exhausted and I just fall asleep all the time. So that's that's my life. You watch anything um, new and exciting? So a couple of quick things about movies, actually. Three things specifically. One, we were talking about all the benefits that certain companies are kind of extending on into the next year because of COVID. You know, for example, if you live in this area, Dorney Park is closed for the whole season. And therefore, if you had a pass for this year, if you already paid for your pass, then it counts for next year as well, which is very nice, right? Because they lost tons of money. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, you know, we just bought our 2020 huge popcorn bowl from AMC Theater. And I wonder if they're going to extend that into next year, like, because we obviously didn't get to use it and aren't going to from the looks of it. And then my husband was like, wait a minute, did we go to the movies in January? Did we actually, because, you know, we usually renew it in January. Like, oh my God, I actually don't think that we went to the movies this year at all holy shit right and then we had to think about what the hell was the last goddamn movie that we saw last year mm -hmm. and then i got a little depressed because it was star wars why were you depressed about that it's a fantastic film i enjoyed it but i kind of was like wow there were so many other movies that i should have seen by now like i was going to go see birds of prey right before all this crap hit the fan and then we were going to push it back because my sisters and I were, were all going to go together and then it didn't happen and then it couldn't happen. And then it's like, oh my God, there's Wonder Woman and there's Black Widow and now Godzilla versus Kong is getting pushed back again. And I'm just like, fuck! I will say this about Zack Snyder. Not one of my favorite directors, but the fact that Warner Brothers kind of just totally screwed him over in a situation in which someone in his family died, like your kid, and then they won't put a halt on anything and be like, look, man, we're going to have to put this in whatever limbo until you can come back. No, it was like, push it forward, push it forward. It just goes to show how they had zero empathy for the man who they fucking hired to make the thing in the first place. Zack Snyder, I'm perfectly okay with you getting your actual shot at making the movie that you wanted to make. And after I heard some of the bullshit remarks that Warner Brothers was telling this guy, oh, don't make him wear the black suit. Why not? It's one of the only suits that was left for him to choose from at the end of the left. No, so people aren't going to like the black suit. They want Superman. No, fuck you, Warner Brothers. I want Superman in the fucking black suit, and I'm the person paying to go see the goddamn movie. This is Kiki on a rant about Zack Snyder's cut, which I didn't even think was going to be a thing. So, you know, hey, color me wrong. <laughs> I'm going to stand up for it, actually. So, fuck, yeah. Okay, that's some bullshit. And then, oh, my other favorite one. 
we can't have Superman with a beard. And since he can't shave it for the other thing, we're just going to spend a gajillion dollars on making him look like shit. Instead of just fucking letting him be in a beard. It's stupid. I saw the picture of, of, of my boy with the black suit on and the beard. And I'm like, why couldn't we have just had that movie? He looks fine. <laughs> it's so stupid. So here's, here's what I'll say. I'm still not going to go see the movie. I'm going to see it. I'm going to give him some fucking money for it. I'm going to do it. Like, I feel superheroes right now are very saturated, and I'm more in emotionally invested in the Marvels, so I'm just going to stick with that. I don't, need, I don't need thousands of freaking franchises down my face. I have Star Wars and Marvel and Game of Thrones. I still have Game of Thrones knowledge, and I don't need DC knowledge and fan base and stuff. Can't wait for the Lord of the Rings. Oh, I gotta save. Oh, oh, that's gonna fucking kill me too. The last two things, because it feels like this is becoming a pot of holding episode. Oh. Yeah, I feel. I I tried sticking to <laughs> horror movies, and then you're like, mm, well, let me talk about this shit. So this well, is your because fault. you asked me, <laughs> so I'm gonna respond in kind. Uh, so we've got some cool things coming up actually on pot of holding. One, we're gonna be doing top ten of gothic horror from the '90s specifically. But okay. Yeah, that's going to be in October. And then starting in the end of September and then coming down into October, we're going to have my uh, good friend on who's also a movie critic. And my go-to for Criterion Collection specifically, Stephen Honeycutt is going to come on Pot of Holding and do his top 10 Criterion Horror Collection. There are a bunch of horror films that I've never seen on that list. So I have a lot of homework to do. Did you fall asleep again? No. Okay. All right. So today's podcast promo is going to be for Ye Old Crime Podcast. These gals are so much fun. They talk about the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. So kind of history-based too. The crimes they talk about are ones you probably never heard of, or even if you have, it's definitely early 19th century. Lindsay and Madison do a great job. I think they're up to like episode 12 now so fairly new podcast we're trying to let you guys know about and when we get back after our sponsor break we're going to be talking about pa haunt the murder of enoch brown and his students i'm lindsay valenti and i'm madison stengel and we're the hosts of ye old crime where we discuss the funny hey man he's a nice guy and they're like no he's disgusting he has hooves <laughs> Strange. There are EVPs of spirits saying, get out in a room where patients committed suicide. And obscure crimes of yesteryear. Here, Justin. Here's your first phallic amulet. Join us Wednesdays, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale. As old as crime. Welcome back, guys. JC, did you do any extra on the side to find out who Enoch Brown was? You know, I've been doing research all day. Thousands and thousands of hours just today. It's crazy how much research I've done on Enoch Brown. He is such a cool, interesting, and unique individual. But I don't want to steal your thunder, Kiki, so I'll let you have at it. Did that sound good? Did that sound like I did zero research and I'm just trying to like spin it that I did a lot of research, but I'm not going to give any evidence to support that? That was brilliant. Thanks. That's what I was going for there. I, unlike some other podcasts, 
am not going to tell you about Enoch Brown. We're going to talk about blueberry pie and how it affects how it affects what smartass. Keep going. You. I was saying that I, unlike some other podcasts, am not going to warn you about any triggers because, quite frankly, every single one of the shows that we do could probably be a trigger of some kind. So if you're listening this long and you're like up to episode 34, then, um, yeah, I think we're pretty good, right? I mean, yeah, you're already pretty well triggered. I mean, yeah. just listening to my voice has triggered. Yeah. It's like JC is like, ah! <laughs> all those Karens getting together in, a, in forming a giant complaint. <laughs> I will tell you guys again what this is going to be about. Enoch Brown, who was a schoolmaster, who was murdered, and most of his class was then massacred. The massacre takes place in what is now Franklin County, Pennsylvania. I think it's near Gibsonville? Because there wasn't a place yet. These were just sort of... Well, here's some flat ground. Let's build yeah. a, a school. Exactly. Well, first came the farm, then came the school. Greencastle is where it's currently near. So this incident is occurring during Pontiac's War, which lasts from 1763 to 1766. Now, if you guys don't know what that is, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, yes, I'm excited. Just in case you thought that this was a war that was caused by a car, it is not. Oh, how upsetting. So Pontiac was an Ottawa tribe leader who put together a loose alliance of Native American tribes in order to combat the encroachment of English settlers into Native territories. This sounds very familiar, guys, doesn't it? Because we talked at one point about the Iroquois getting pissed off for the same reasons. Some of the tribes involved in this alliance are the Ottawa, the Ojibwa, the Hurons, the Miamis, the Kickapoos, the Shawnees, the Wyandots, the Mingos, the Iroquois, and our own local tribe here, the Delaware or the Lenape. There was an attempt by English forces to end raids in Western PA at this time. This, of course, only led to further escalation of violence. Pennsylvania Governor John Penn exacerbated that violence by issuing a bounty to be paid to any white man for quote-unquote Indian scalps. This alone is going to lead to the infamous Paxton Boys, which I will be covering separately on one of our history side missions that are going to be coming out probably late October, early November. It's sad because the Paxton Boys, they sound like cool kids like they sound like ah they're just here to like mow the, the the elderly neighbor's yard and and maybe paint a fence but no i'm guessing they killed a bunch of people so if you think of it uh mowing the lawn as scalping um a bunch of natives or painting the fences killing a bunch of natives <laughs> to to be fair yeah now, sure they weren't they were great they weren't natives but I was once told to mow the lawn, and I took that as my mom telling me to scalp the neighbor. So, you know, I kind of understand uh, the misconception, like, you know, misunderstanding there. But at the same time, I only got one scalp before my mom was like, that's not what I meant, buddy. Gotta go actually mow the lawn. So the Paxtons 
briefly here, they're a gang out of Dolphin County who uh, took this bounty as more of a wager and started rampaging through the countryside. They killed six natives in one day and 14 in another day. So, of course, the natives, they start fighting back and killing and scalping anyone across the colony of Pennsylvania, disregarding age, gender, or physical condition. And this is what is going to lead directly to the massacre of Enoch Brown and nine of his students. On July 26, 1764, one year after Pontiac begins his War of Revenge, some people will call this, Schoolmaster Enoch Brown readies his children for a day of learning. Four Lenape tribesmen enter the small cabin classroom. Brown immediately pleads with the natives to spare the children and only take his life. They shot him in the chest and scalped him. They then tomahawked the children and scalped them as well. Now, there are two versions of what happened next. One states that local farmers heard that gunshot that killed Enoch and came running to find the massacre. Another says that no one heard any sounds coming from what was normally a very busy and noisy schoolyard. When they came to check, Brown and nine of his students were lying dead inside the schoolhouse. Now, two scalped children managed to survive. What I think is interesting is that a lot of people will say there's only one sole survivor that is not correct. Oh, was one of the kids a ginger? One of the kids was a girl. So apparently if the girl oh, girls survived, have no souls, got it. Right. Yeah. Apparently if a girl survives, nobody wants to hear about it. And it sounds like the two surviving stories got a little bit mixed together. The young girl had crawled out of a window and was found sitting by a nearby spring, washing her bloody face. The other is the, the more well-known victim, Archie McCullough, who some say was found inside the classroom, rubbing his hands on the faces of his dead friends, trying to recognize them. That is sad. Was he, like, blind? No, because they were tomahawked to death. And why, why would you rub their face? I... I don't know. Like he was okay. so he was so traumatized. He this is uh, what he was doing. I, I mean, how old was this kid? Well, they were all I feel like nine, ten ish and up. Oh, wow. Maybe a little younger and up. Yeah. So there's another story that says that Archie thinking that he was literally later would tell people that he thought he was dead. Was hiding inside the large fireplace woke up, wandered around, went down to the spring, and they found him down at the spring with his head in the water, as if he was trying to wash his head. There is a book that was written by one of his ancestors, a little bit more about his life after, and that he was definitely scarred for life, duh. I mean, you, <laughs> you just witnessed all of your friends getting murdered. There were four other children that were taken prisoner and this was not unheard of this is what native americans were doing as well they were taking that gen the next generation like oh you want to settle here well we're going to take your kids and enslave them you know so one of the survivors said this is not known if this is archie talking or the young girl and i could not find the name of the girl surprise surprise like i said it was almost like they just forgot that she survived this is a quote 
Two old Indians and a young Indian rushed up to the door soon after the opening of morning session. The master, surmising their object, prayed them only take his life and spare the children. But all were brutally knocked in the head with an Indian maul and scalped. So that is what one of the kids said. This exact same group of Lenape encountered a pregnant woman, Susan King Cunningham, on the road. They beat her to death, they scalped her, and they cut the baby from her and laid it on the ground next to her. And that was how she was found. I feel like they might have had a... <laughs> a grudge. Yeah. Just, yeah. just like a slight, you know, maybe there was some kind of misunderstanding. Yeah. So John McCullough had been a prisoner of the Lenape since 1756 when this, you know, this is happening in 64, okay? He is there when this warrior party comes back, and there's some writings from him. It's like a captivity narrative, if you will. And he says, I saw the Indians when they returned home with the scalps. Some of the old Indians were very much displeased at them for killing so many children, especially Nipawisa, otherwise known as Nightwalker, which, by the way, is a fucking badass name. He's an old chief or a half-king, and he ascribed it to cowardice, which was the greatest affront he could offer them. At this point, it's almost like what they've done is so heinous to even their own tribe that they're saying that you guys were cowards. Like, you you killed a bunch of kids, really? <laughs> like, the hell's wrong with you? You're You're lowering yourself to the same as the English who we hate for killing our children, you know? An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Yeah. I found the rest of this story to be kind of weird in a way. It took them a few days to Wait, actually... just the rest of it? You didn't find uh, this first part kind of like weird and a little bit, you know? During Pontiac's War, there's so much violence going on at the the Paxton boys, their violent rampage, it it literally was leaving no side unscathed. So I guess at this point for me, it's like, okay, you just all of these children are dead. Some of their family members are like in McCullough's case, like, you know, they're already been captured and been slaves of the Lenape for years. I get it, it's like pretty horrible situation and traumatic, but it took them days before they buried anybody. And when they did, they buried all of the children and Enoch Brown in one grave. Well, you know, why dig 10 when you could just dig one? There's one article that I was reading about this that said that they were buried together, like end on end in one giant coffin if you will like just one huge wooden structure underground okay yeah right i was like that's weird it's kind of weird oh and it's unmarked then it's an unmarked grave okay yeah and supposedly they they bury them only a few yards away from the schoolhouse where they were just all brutally murdered and because it's an unmarked grave the story of the massacre becomes that, like a legend in the area that people will tell over and over again, but 
no one knows if it's true because then the schoolhouse is demolished or it falls down. You know, it's, it's, it's weird to me. So it winds up being this one guy, General David Decht Rich. He is introduced to this woman, Betty Hopkins. She tells him about the story that it happened just down the road from her. She tells that her windows at the time, because her house was very small, but her windows were covered. These the Lenape warriors coming up to her home. But it looks like it's boarded up and empty, so they move on. I mean, that's the best case scenario. <laughs> right. So she's like, I know. You know, like, I seen it. And I was here when those people were buried. And I, and I almost got killed myself. And I, I got super, super lucky. She lived to be 104 years old, by the way. It's a great little tidbit. Wow, she old. Yeah. So General Detrich starts digging further into this and then literally starts digging because they uh, eventually do find the burial site. And, of course, he doesn't want this to be forgotten because up to this point, it was this whole, like, oh, it's just a legend. This never really happened. I feel like all this is going to be important when I get down to the haunting part because, again, I can't believe that something this heinous happened and then it was literally forgotten as far as being for real then a couple other weird things happen so they they find them and then they're going to have a memorial place there right okay got a memorial the man who owned the property at the time was very helpful with it as well his name was uh, christian hoser oh what a hoser <laughs> i knew you were gonna say something about hoser <laughs> he planted four locust trees to mark the site 40 years later, somebody cuts the trees down. Oh, what an ass. Yeah, like not him, right? Yeah. Once again, the site is looked at, and now they really want to propose like an actual erected monument. <clears throat> you said erect. Shut up. <clears throat> so that happens in 1884. They begin the construction of it, and the, well, the design and the construction. And then in August 4th, in 1885, they are going to have the dedication to it. Side story on that, apparently it rained for days and everybody was worried that it was going to rain on the day of this dedication ceremony, but it didn't. The sky just opened up and they said that about approximately 5,000 people attended and uh, it turned out to be a beautiful, a beautiful day. Well, that's yep. good. The monument is there today. And we can, uh, if, I, if I remember, because I completely forgot to put up the Glitzen photographs until later. But um, yeah, if I remember, I'll show you what this looks like. It's really nice. And on all four sides of the monument tells sort of the story about what happened. So if you're interested in reading about Archie, there's a paperback book called The Scalping of Archie McCullough. And that's basically like the genealogy of the family as well. So kind of neat it's on amazon there's a great book about pontiac's war that mentions a lot of this it's by david dixon it's nothing remains in our hearts but good i believe is the excerpt that talks about enoch brown it, the book is called never come to peace again pontiac's uprising and the fate of the british empire in north america and that was written in 2005 so pretty recently so some of the historical information that i got comes uh, right from that book Let's go forward in time now, where the memorial site has become a hotbed of paranormal activity. And I'm sorry, but I can only imagine that when you're cutting that many lives short, 
all at once. And then those people are now being buried right next to where they just were massacred. And all together, literally in the same place. And then you forget about them. <laughs> and then somebody tries to remember you and even plants beautiful memorial trees for you. And then some dickhead comes and cuts them down. <sighs> I feel like this is how you make ghosts, guys. This is how it happens. Yeah, it's definitely a ghost recipe. For sure. It's a recipe. So there's several types of hauntings going on here. A lot of people are going to go right to its residual haunting because it's sort of that same thing going on. Like they're stuck here. They just started their day. They never got to finish their day. And supposedly super active as far as getting a lot of readings on... Um, EVPs? Yes, thank you. EV EVPs. I'm like, yeah, those things. I knew I was on this podcast for a reason. Thanks, JC. Yeah, like the thing with the stuff. Yep, people will say they will hear children's voices when no one's around. Somebody says there's apparitions of children playing near the spring where both Archie and the young girl were found. Now, I'm going to plug a Pennsylvania paranormal investigator on YouTube. He has... Paranormal Purgatory is what it's called. He just did a YouTube video that's only three months old out here at the site. And there's a couple of things that I liked right away, which was he usually has someone else go out with him. But today he went out with his daughter. And you can tell by the way that he speaks to the potential spirits here. Like he's definitely a dad. He's super respectful. He had those great... Um, I don't know if you've seen them yet, JC, where they're like a, they look like a teddy bear or a toy. In this case, it was a teddy bear, but they have the EVP reader on the inside. If anything gets near it or tries to touch it, the electronic device goes off. Oh, yeah. So it has like that perimeter thing. And supposedly used a lot when you're trying to, because it's, it's all different kinds of objects, but stuffed animals specifically for when you're trying to contact it child spirit if it's sentient and not just residual energy then it should want to, to play with things or to touch things or be investigative in that way and it helps supposedly helps with that so he had a couple of things and he was very like you know hey guys don't be afraid of it if you you know you can play with it you can come out and touch it like nobody's gonna hurt you we're just really interested to you know see if you're here uh, the other thing was that there were a lot of orbs in the photography and there was, there's always one. There's always that one person. He's like, oh, there's an orb here, an orb here. And he's like, yeah, okay, it was raining. It was still a pretty warm night. There were a lot of bugs. <laughs> so I'm discounting all orbs in this video. Like, just so you guys know, it's not, which I, and I also like that too, that he put that in the video. Definitely recommend listening to it. He did pick up a couple of really interesting EVPs and a noise that happens three times and it almost sounds like someone to me it sounded like someone rasping for breath mm. yeah like really good as far as ooh, that sounds residual that sounds like someone is dying kind of thing since we don't know exactly where the schoolhouse was on this property there's a pavilion there People will just hang out like that. This night in particular, it was really neat. He's like, people will just hang out in here. We were going to avoid this area, but it started raining pretty hard. So me and my daughter decided to hang out in the pavilion. And we put the teddy bear at the end of one of the tables and then we stood away from it. So we weren't interfering. 
And they picked up so many more EVPs just in the pavilion that I'm just like, what if that is where the actual building was, right? Could be, could be. Yeah. So the memorial is more like where the burial is, but the pavilion might be exactly where the massacre took place. So very interesting. And I wanted to give you guys, starting now, a couple of places that you can go to and investigate yourselves that seem very active, but during COVID, you're, you might not see a whole bunch of people, which is good, right? Stick with your small team, your people that you know. Still wear your mask because you don't know who you're going to run into. Yeah, just have at it because this place doesn't get a whole lot of visitors. That is the story and that is what's going on at Enoch Brown Memorial. And there is also a park. Enoch Brown does have a park. A park, you say? Yes. Is it a nice park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, re it's really pretty. I've seen a lot of pictures. Yeah, this would be a day trip for like you and me. And since this is a park, it's open regular hours. At least for now. Right. So from here, if you take 78 and then 81 south, it, um, wow, I've actually driven past this park a million times and never even knew it. I doubt you've driven by a million. Two hours and 30 minutes away. And it is, it is on the same route that I take to when I go to travel to uh, North Carolina. And it is only a few miles down the road from the state line near Hagerstown, Maryland. So, yeah. So it's like two and a half hours away from here. Here being Allentown, Pennsylvania area. Anywhere. Anywhere. Our musical guest today is going to be Ali Awan again, this time with his song, Magic Wheel. And Ali is out of Philadelphia, and I love his sound. So I wanted to also share it with you guys again. Yeah, he's pretty good. I was listening to his uh, his stuff, I want to say a couple days ago. I enjoyed it. We support our local bands as much as we can. With my personal COVID extra money, whenever Bandcamp is having one of their free Fridays, it means that the artists are getting all of the money. So this song is found on his album called Butterfly, and we already played Butterfly for you back a few weeks ago. Magic Wheels, the first song on Butterfly, and we've already bought this album for ourselves. If you go to Bandcamp, you will see our little icon down there as supporting Ali. We try to do that for every single one of these guys that we could possibly do. The reason that Kiki does this is because I love music and I want to support as many of our local bands as we possibly can. And at this time, you can still also go to Foghorn Lonesome's Bandcamp and purchase any music at all. And Eric, lead singer, is going to be matching that for his fund for cancer research. So I'm just going to mention that one more time. All right, guys, when we get back, we're going to do Spooky Squad news and any extra shout outs that we have.
Welcome back, guys. We have once again redone Patreon only. I feel like this is it, guys. This is this is sort of what some of you have been asking for. We have nixed the $5 movie review reward. And we're going to take what we've already done and we're going to put that over on Pod of Holding as, uh, as movie reviews. It'll work. That's what it's for. Instead, we're giving you guys something super special. So we still have the $1 tier, right? That's still going to get you a shout out on the cast and it's still going to get you access to the booper reels. But at the $5 level, once a month, you're going to get access to our special Discord channel where you're going to get to talk live with me and JC and any other special guests that we might want to bring in for at least an hour. That means you guys get to hear my voice way more often if only you give us money i'm basically and hear me out on this a voice whore and you guys are my patrons on patreon as i said this is brand spanking new and we just rolled this out uh last week technically we haven't chosen the day yet but i'm thinking it's probably gonna be a weekend like maybe a weekend night, like a friday night or a saturday night yeah so we'll probably do some polling at in the next month to figure oh, out. Oh, I'll be doing some polling. Uh, wink, gross. wink. It's so gross. Oh my goodness. So we do trigger. Have... I, I'll give a trigger warning for that because <laughs> oh my God. imagining me on a pole, you know, like dripping and dancing and doing the, the, the pole dancing theme that deserves a trigger warning. That might be the most disturbing topic we've ever covered on this. Yes. Yes, it could be. It could very well be. We also have a brand new, website i'm excited about it just because it gives you the opportunity to be able to go directly to a website and just click on different episodes we also have a, a page specifically for our musical guests as well i like that because most of our musical guests are on spotify there's a couple especially ones that we've used through a free music archive that there was no way for us to really share that on the Mission Spooky Spotify playlist, which we still will have. But if you go to the website, you're also going to have access to a lot more music than you normally would. So I'll be posting that uh, on probably on Twitter to give you guys that link. And then on Instagram, we have and, I, and Twitter as well. We have our link tree. So we're going to be adding that in there. You'll be able to get to a pretty pretty quick uh we're always willing to listen to any ghost stories that you have if you want to share it with us you can reach us at mission podcast at gmail.com you can also email us with any questions or comments from any of the previous episodes again on the music if you're pa new jersey or delaware band specifically or even you know new york we're going to be adding new york in soon enough with some cool stories if you own your own music and you want to get featured with us then uh, please contact us you can private message me on instagram or twitter you can also email us at that mission spooky podcast at gmail.com you can still find all of our musical guests on spotify by typing in mission spooky 2020 in the search bar i think that's how it works i think it works that way yeah yeah sure it sure it <laughs> maybe technology is so weird it is weird i Sometimes I can find it my, that way. Sometimes, I don't know. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mission Spooky and at our Facebook page, which I've been trying really hard to make sure that I don't forget about our Facebook page. Our what? 
Facebook page. Oh. Which JC rules with. Basically nothing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> not even ruling it at all. You're just like, whatever. You've left it to its own devices. It's sentient. It's, t- it's terrible. It's bad. We had to I go mean... hunt it down. It's lost somewhere in the Scotia Pine Barrens. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm down for hunting a Facebook page in the Scotia Pine Barrens. I'll be back in about three to four weeks, guys. Be back. If he comes back at all. If I find Bigfoot, Kiki and I, we, I mean, this was on the show, but yeah, if we, if I find Bigfoot, I'm, I'm in the woods. I'm just going to hang out with him for the rest of my life. (laughs) However short or long that may be. It's going to be short. I have very few actual survivals. (laughs) (laughs) I have like the knowledge to maybe tell things, but I don't have any of the practical. Like I've I've read and I've watched and I've listened to a lot, but I don't I've never set a trap. Hold on. You you have just enough knowledge to be able to prolong your death. I mean, that's what most survival (laughs) I'm pretty sure Les Strauss has enough knowledge to to prolong his death that that's that's the hope you're not going out quickly you're still gonna go out it's just gonna take a little bit longer to yeah go like out. maybe three days the quick death you were hoping for is not in the books for you sir yeah <laughs> uh so rate and review us on itunes and Podchaser. i don't have any other shout outs like i said before just please go listen to legendary africa podcast and uh absolutely check out our promo podcast for today which was ye old crime podcast i do have a little bit of a shout out of a podcast i've been listening to that's in our spectrum of kind of like us kind of sort of they do shorter episodes like 30 minutes where you know we do like 17 hour episodes right that's how long they because that's how long you have me here talking so yeah they're 17 and you say hour. you're recording the whole thing they're 17 hour long podcast episodes that I have to truncate down into 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> but um, it's it's called Believing the Bazaar. It's on wherever you get your podcasts. And it's it's just two guys talking about weird stuff. And if they believe it or not, it's pretty simple. It's a cool it's a it's a simple concept, but they they're kind of funny. And uh, I enjoy listening to it. They started, I think, sometime over the summer. Feel free to go show them some love. Let's wrap this shit up. Okay, I gotta go to bed. Your fault. We're still talking. So did you hear about... God damn it. <laughs> All right, all right, okay. I'll talk to you later, Kiki. Listen. You have a great and wonderful night. We have night. to end the show. <laughs> Wait, do we? I thought we did that already. No! It's so far gone. Okay. So usually I'm asleep at this. Guys, stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us. Via, if you could, and I probably used this one before, but I'm kind of into it. Raven mail. Send mail via Raven. <laughs> <laughs>